backfield. Rattler all alone at the 39. Wide receiver screen thrown out. Juice Swells one move. Trying to get another. Trying to turn the corner. He Juice did it. Swells. He did it. He it's did at it. the 35-yard line. Tommy Suggs. What a move or two. And Carolina's got the first down with 104 remaining in the ball game. Are you kidding me? Boom! You know a good lawyer can you just rip the hell uh, out sorry, of my arm right sorry, here. I'll buy you another sweatshirt. <laughs> oh gosh. What Wonderful. a move and what an effort by Wells. And it was all effort too. No question about it. Get it to your playmakers in times like this and let them make plays. And that's what exactly happened. 48, 47 seconds to go, folks. I'm thinking you can put this one in the books. I think you can. They're getting a victory formation. Yep. The Gamecocks the up best, by one, 31-30. Best play in college football. Rattler takes a knee. That is it, folks. He it throws is. the football up in the air, and the streak is over. Carolina has defeated number seven, Clemson, 31-30. They go back-to-back in top ten wins. First, number five, Tennessee, and now number seven, Clemson. Honey, where are you going? Where are you going? (sighs) Again? Just where are you going? Where are you going? You're not going to the bar again, are you? You like hanging out, drinking beer at the bar, talking sports? Come on out and join us weekly. Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, your podcast for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. How fun with the guys at the bar talking sports, Dad. All right, y'all, break out the sports books because we got my man, Landon the Legend, going to give you guys the picks for this week. And here they are. USC, TCU, and Michigan, Britain, Georgia. So in that USC versus Utah game, he's got USC. TCU is going to win the Big 12. Michigan wins Big 10. Clemson wins uh, the ACC. And George is going to win the SEC, according to the famous Landon. Do you want to help support the show? Well, we're doing it for beer. So go ahead and buy us a beer. You can do that through Venmo at Guys of the Bar Talking Sports, and we'll look forward to drinking that beer on you. Let's go ahead and start up the podcast then, y'all. So welcome to Guys of the Bar Talking Sports. We are here in a, a, a completely full bar, as you can tell behind us, doing a podcast. If you hear any music or anything in the background, that's because we're at a technical freaking bar doing a show we're gonna have a good show today because your boy hangers back i know last week y'all are about to fire me for full time doing this show because we had our man the rebel hosting the show did a great job i appreciate all y'all's hard work and uh, everyone coming out to do the show as well it was i mean listening back to it i was like man these people might fire me next week because I know my boy Rebel's doing a good job. I think job. the right thing to do is to make Rebel the associate podcast runner. The associate podcast host. Yes. Oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. I want to be uh, like Mike. I want to be like Hanger. I'm the president of hosting. You'll be the VP He can of be hosting. the associate in waiting. Associate. Again, the coach in waiting. Exactly. See, see Hanger, what you don't know is we got here an hour early. We already taped the show. Oh, you, oh God! Okay, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna drop the new We're name of the podcast. We're just not gonna tell you. We're just gonna 
Y'all can easy the, out gently. You this know? is all for fun. Guys at the pub talking sports, and you know, just go ahead and put that into your podcast. Hey, people, keep listening. It. We're just yeah. joking, all right? Keep yeah, listening. Keep on listening. <laughs> they have, they've probably already tuned out by now. I'm sure about that. But this is guys at the pub talking sports. Thank you all for joining us for a, for a look at the college football conference championships this week. That's what we're going to be talking about. Championship um, week. Championship week. That's exciting. Uh, the football season is the regular season's over with. A lot of people obviously are looking at their teams going to a bowl game. Some people are looking or at their not. teams going to the being in the top four, obviously, and being in the playoffs. But obviously right now we're looking at conference championship weekend, and that's what we'll be talking about this week. Let's go ahead and get some introductions going here. We got Cheeks. What are you drinking, Cheeks? Um, the grapefruit shelter. Something like that. Yeah. That's the same thing you were drinking last week when I was not here. I heard it. Yes. And uh, it's got to be some good stuff if you reordered. So. It is. It's very tasty. Who's your daddy? What are you drinking? Congratulations. Welcome back. Thank uh, you. Mayor. I appreciate uh, it. White Locust out again. I, I, I like that name before it. Legal Remedy. I don't know if that makes me legal when I'm drinking it or what that means. But, uh, yeah. Oh, it's lawyers that own it. It's a bunch of lawyers that own it? White oh, Locust. No. Okay. White so, Locust out. Do they know how to get around the loopholes of the alcohol content then? Is it like 20% alcohol? <laughs> I have no idea. I just drink it. All right. Thank, I'm glad my beer was bought tonight by the Rebel. I thank him for that beer. Hey, not when your... you lose a bet, you pay your debt. That's just how it is. <laughs> well, I guess you just heard him. Who is that? That's the Rebel. What are you drinking, Rebel? You got three guesses. You only need one. Always. Makers. Uh, rum and Coke? No. We're still working <laughs> on the sponsorship, guys. <laughs> we are trying to get that sponsorship. Ripper the Predictor. You got the Ripper Lip Ripping Fishing hat on. You could buy one of those hats if you would like to. Pretty, pretty nice, aren't they? I think he has his own website. Yeah. Lip it, it, it's mostly com. word of mouth. I'm not ready to go that big, but, you know, swing by Tuesday nights. I'll hook you up with a hat. Man, one of our five listeners might actually buy a hat. Yeah, come on by. You never know. I think so. I got like 20 left, so. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Legal Remedy Pumpkin Spice Lawn Stout. Pretty good. Yum. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. It's not even pumpkin spice time of year now, though. I don't care. It's getting to be like yeah. white mocha. There's no Christmas uh, beer up there. Right, but it's still But I did have, uh, I think I did have a Christmas beer Pumpkins at the Oyster Fest on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oyster Fest, where was that? That was uh, down off Blanding. Oh, man. Next time there's anything oyster related, let me know. I want to go. Chopper, what are you drinking? This is going this on. is unusual that you're drinking this. What Ice is cubes. that? Ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> With a lime in the bottom and a margarita in my belly. A mar- oh, okay, you got you. Yeah, nice. Waiting well, for another one. He's ready refill. for a refill. Well, thank you all for coming out. Um, we're gonna do first round. What are you drinking? Oh, this is my this is your man hanger, and I'm drinking a Michelob Ultra. Because uh, my wife got on to me about <coughs> drinking too much whiskey the other day. <laughs> Wait, oh no. you got to tell us what happened after the show, if that's the case. Hey, I just uh, wanted to, no, can okay. you say Michelob again? Michelob Ultra. Okay, it sounded like you said Nickelob or something. No. So, like Nickelodeon beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, so on Sunday night we were having, there was a, there was a little get there for Tom up here, and... Uh, I drank too much whiskey. I was doing double shots of uh, bullet bourbon. I did four bullets 
or four of those as well as a couple of beers and I was toasted by like That'll nine o'clock at night. To you, yeah, you know? I, was not, I was not feeling if you super feel bad. like you have a problem, and, call one eight hundred. My wife said to me, she says, when you're drinking whiskey you're at like hundred and fifty percent and you need to tone it down. She wants you at 140, son. That, yeah. that perfect medium. Did yeah. she say it just like that? She said it like that. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, you're 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 at 150 percent, and like it's it's too much. It's 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 extra. And then you're too you're too hanger at that point. She said, "I yeah. think he thinks he's going to get lucky tonight." <laughs> that might have been what she was. Okay, thinking. moving yeah. right along. Moving yeah, right yeah. along. Transition. This is a sports show, not Let's a sports show. All right. <laughs> Let's go on. So, uh, first round. That's so everyone drinks their first round at the bar, right? I've seen something a bit unusual this season. It's uh, it's it might not be unusual, but it's something I've seen a lot more this season. Uh, this past weekend, Texas A&M did it after they beat LSU. The fans rushed the field. FSU, but hold on. Texas A&M beat number five LSU, and the fans rushed the field. Maybe normal. Number 16 FSU beat an unranked University of Florida. The fans rushed the field. And I'm just wondering about this. Like, what should be the, what should be the, where should we set the bar at rushing the field in this world? Because FSU beats Florida, not exactly an underdog. Everybody at this table last week said that Florida was going to lose to FSU, yet the fans rushed the field. Should there be a bar set? What do y'all think? I think it's all part of rivalry week. That game, that game in itself, uh, was the reason why. And whoever won it probably would have rushed you, the field. You'll know this better than yeah. I. When's the last time Florida State beat them? It's been three years. So three seasons in a row. Okay. Florida so won. me personally, three seasons is not enough to do that unless you're like highly, highly ranked and they're above you. If, if, exactly. If, now, that being said, and let's put this in context, if the South Carolina-Clemson game would have been at South Carolina after eight years of not doing anything, yes, they rushed the field. Well, hold on. If Carolina was ranked five and they beat not ranked Clemson or, you know, like. Now, you got to, in my opinion, you got to act like you've been there before. We don't rush the field every time you beat someone big or, you know. Or beat somebody games. not big. Florida's not big yeah. in that situation. Act like you've been there before. Act like you've beat a big team before. Take well, I think, I think some of these teams that are, that are yeah. rushing the field, maybe they've been there before, but it's been a while since they've been there. So, maybe those fans came on the field at Clemson. I mean, there wasn't enough of them to tell. Yeah. They rushed the field, too. They did. But the week before, right. Carolina fans did rush <laughs> exactly. the field against Tennessee. But that's understandable. I'm like, you yes. know? They got yeah. Big time. I'm yeah. like the comment was just made. Act like you've been there before. Yeah. You know, have enough class to realize. But also think about the, the quantity of smack talking in an area that we're not in. We weren't down there in Florida. What was Florida State doing to... To Florida, I mean, going yeah. back and forth, there could have been burning of mascots and everything else going on. We don't know. Yeah, and I think in this state, in this case, for Florida State, we all know Florida State has sucked the yes. last three years, right? Yeah. Like they they've been pitiful, and now they're ranked. The t- the fan, I know this because my my entire in law group of my of my wife's in laws, right? Um, they're all Florida State fans. My my. Brother-in-law, father-in-law, both the sisters are all Florida State fans. They were not talking crap at all for the last couple of years. They had no t- crap talking to talk. 
Florida was winning and they were losing, but now it's been that now that we came into this game, it was a big deal that Florida State was ranked. Yeah. So I mean, I understand the fan base. And I'm not just picking on Florida State. I just feel like this season there's been a lot more rush in the field for a mediocre game. No, so my opinion as for what it's worth is every every game situational. Yeah, as as the the story to it. In yeah. my opinion, I agree with you. That's a little excessive considering it's only been three years. You know, you've got a mediocre ranked team against a Florida team who's not very good. Yeah, that was – I looked, remember watching that going, come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, I don't know if you've ever rushed a field after your team wins a big game, but that's college football at its best, in my opinion. That's when you've got, you know, your fans and a lot of students or, you know, recent graduates – or the majority of the people that are going out on the field and celebrating with their peers a victory that they can hold up together as a school, yeah. I think that's beautiful for the game, honestly. Um, and I hope I see more of it. So what about these $100,000 fines that they're doing well, to all these teams? It's a well? drop in the bucket. But should the should the SEC, should the ACC? But every conference is not doing that. Oh, every conference is not, not doing finding that. Okay. No. Did you see no, him? No, speaking of like donors. safety, did you see him shuffling uh, Josh Heupel through the crowd of Carolina? Yeah. He looked scared. Oh yeah. Oh I bet. my goodness gracious! <laughs> he had a look. He was terrified. Well, speaking of coaches, that is a great transition. Okay. <laughs> yes. Speaking of coaches, that's a great thing. I'm catching y'all off guard with my topics tonight, aren't I? Because I did not tell y'all these two topics that I was going to talk about. But that's fine. we got to keep y'all on guard, keep you on your toes. Don't let anyone study before the show to let know what's going on. This is like a pop quiz, all right? New coaches, Auburn, Hugh Freeze. This is what the AD, John Cohen, over at, at uh, Auburn says. After a thoughtful, thorough, and well-vetted search, we ended where we started with Hugh Freeze. Of all the candidates we considered, Hugh was the best fit. Fit has several meanings, but the most important factors were student-athlete development, football strategy, recruiting, SEC experience, Twitter, and cocaine. That was what he said. The last two things I've just made up on my own. But what do you all think about this guy? He went to Liberty... He coached. He did a good job. Good Christian school. Good conservative school. <laughs> did he change his ways and now he's ready to coach at Auburn? You, you want to know what he thinks? Rebel, hit me, man. I do. Okay, I was going to pass it to you Co- first, Chopper. But college coaching and, and coaching at a high level has befuddled me for years. It's the only job I know to where you can do just blatantly illegal stuff. You can be terrible at your job, and somebody a few years down the road will hire you again and let you do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a revolving door. It's like if you've made a name doing something, you're never going to get enough chances. So, look, I don't know enough about the guy. I'm not going to speak to his character. All you can know is what he's done in the past. The one solid I will give him credit for, and then the rest will be up to, you know, how he does at Auburn is he just signed, I think it was a seven-year, five-year extension with Liberty. He did, yeah. And I think like last month. Correct. And I think the reason he did this was for the standpoint of Liberty gave him a second chance. He had success there. And he knew by doing that, Auburn's going to have to pay a buyout to Liberty. It it may be a million dollars, but a million dollars at Liberty goes a long way. So at that point then, he did that to say thank you to them, knowing I'm going to leave. And that's that outside of that. I don't have an opinion of the guy. Can he coach? Obviously he can. But, you know, the only thing with something like this is it goes, at what point do you say enough's enough? You know, you, 
you just you, you tarnish our university to where we don't want any, we don't want to be associated with you. But you know, it remains to be seen. He took well, the catch of the let, let the coach at the table tell you his opinion. I, I yeah, tell me the opinion. One thing about Hugh Freeze, he, he's a great coach, no doubt. Yeah, not about he'll, he'll win at Auburn. They're going to win. And the one thing that he got by, and I don't know how he got by this, there was, a, there was not a show cause penalty put in by the NCAA where a lot of times they'll put a 10-year show cause before he can get hired by another university. And that was not invoked at all with Hugh Freeze at Liberty. So okay. I think he, I think it's a great hire. I've always thought he did a great job. Uh, he turned it around at Liberty. And, um, he, he didn't turn around at Liberty. He, he put he, Liberty he, on the map. He did a decent yeah. job. He yeah. took players like Malik Willis from Auburn. Yeah. He developed them into NFL talent. That would not have happened at Auburn if Malik Willis stayed there as a backup quarterback at Auburn. And, and, and let's go back and look at this. And this again, this is, goes into one of those things of NIL. In that back then, when he did what he did, and, and you can go research it, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. You did things to try to attract folks. Now with NIL, you just start throwing money around. They're going to get what they need to do. They're not going to be as inclined to do these illegal things that he was doing on a you know on a lawful basis. They're just going to give them money to do it. And so at this point, there could be an nil deal just for that sort of thing. Yes, here's you an extra few dollars. Do what you got to do. I'm not going to do it. Was his big thing back then is he was bringing strippers in and stuff? To there's a lot deeper. That, that, than that. that is what Ole Miss said. I'm in love. With That's what Ole Miss. Right okay. Now. Yeah, and strippers, call girls, and, and he visits now, one of those places. Yes, yes, and yeah. he partakes for lunch. For he lunch, partakes. They have good now, now I do know from a character standpoint, everybody that has sat down with him and talked with him one on one has come back and said, "I like this guy, and I like what he stands for, and I and I believe his side of the story and what he's saying." So I think he made some mistakes. Um. You know, his, his whole family's with him still right now. They still support him. A lot um, to be said for that. We, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and he says, you know, look, I made mistakes. You know, everybody deserves a second chance. I agree I, with He's that. not going to be, he's, he's not stupid. Uh, my only thing, as he's I said, give me another profession. Again, right? Another profession where yeah. you can do, screw up that much. And still have a job. And Rebel, yeah. 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 Was Rebel, it really that much? Rebel, Rebel is much. right, though. You're right. That is true. But it's went on for years. Uh, absolutely. Now, now He's not the first. He's now, not I do the first. one thing. He doesn't come out and actually, like, defend himself and say what he did. He don't make excuses. But there are people that say, you know, look, I sat down with him one-on-one. I was watching Feinbaum. Feinbaum said, I sat down and talked with him. You know, I, I left there thinking, I don't really know what this guy did. The, the, the thing yeah. I will say for him is, I'm sorry, um, man, I'm keeping interrupting. Yeah, my apologies. The thing with him is, when he gets to questions, he don't deflect. He don't run from them. I will give him credit for that. Whereas you yeah. have other coaches that say, "Oh, just talk," to, or or before the interview, we're not going to talk about this. He doesn't run from. He told Liberty, "Yeah, I'm talking to Auburn." All right, so take us away, man. You got the last word on All right, this. Last one. I think the optics is really of that situation and what was going on in our country at that time. Let's be real here. The, the Me Too movement was just kicking off. That was, that was not a good look for the University of yeah. Auburn. I mean, I mean of Ole Miss at the time. So he, so he had to go. If that happened today, it wouldn't be as big of a story because... The environment that we're in. I mean, it's, it's an established... Ask John Gruden that question. 
Well, John Gruden said a lot of things that we don't need to get into right now. Yeah, his was a little bit more egregious. Egregious. Yeah, yeah he did sure. some other things too. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I know is Hugh Freeze likes visors, and I busted my visor back out today. Just for Hugh Freeze. Just for All Hugh right. Freeze today. All right, moving Welcome on. You. Moving on over to Nebraska, they they got Matt Rule from uh, after getting fired from the Carolina Panthers. So <laughs> four games. In. Same concept. You can be terrible yeah. at what you do and get another hot hey, job. Very damn good college coach. Though. He was a good college yeah, coach. He, Play, he, he, he brought he put Baylor on the stage. He put uh, Temple. Temple, Temple on the stage. Yeah, like ACC yeah. champions or AAC champions two times in a row with Temple, and then put Baylor into a Big Twelve. Yeah, championship. he followed Art Bryles, didn't he, Baylor? Yeah, that yes. was no easy task, and. Yeah, he turned that program around. So, um, if there's somebody that can turn a program around, Nebraska needs it. We all know that. I mean, nothing's nothing's worked for them for the last six years. Uh, this season, after they fired Scott Frost after the third game, you expected something to happen, and nothing happened. Mickey, what the I forget his last name. Uh, Mickey something was the was the coach. He tried. Uh, he, he tried. tried, but yeah, but he got thrown into a bad situation. He got. I mean, the players. We're not going to stay too long, too long on this. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. That they did hire a new coach as well. And Probably then, a good hire. We'll see. You know. Well, uh, for five point five million dollars for the first year, it better be. That better be. Yeah, that's true. And then next year he gets six point five. All right. And that's 7.5. Well, uh, well, he's a premier up. name. You yeah. freeze is 6.5. Yeah. Ripper. I went in the wrong business. Ripper. <laughs> yeah. Ripper. No kidding. Six Ripper. I've heard, I've heard a bunch of OSU fans complaining about Ryan Day. They're crazy. Saying they should fire him. Thoughts. I just needed to get your thoughts on Absolutely this. Absolutely not. They're that's crazy. stupid. He's 45-5 and five as the head coach. He's, he's lost two in a row to Michigan, but hey, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and it took uh, Jim Harbaugh about seven years to get his program where it's at. We're going to get there. You just got to be patient. Things will happen. Fan bases are what have you done for me lately, and again, and I watch this rivalry from afar. Fickle is all hell on Facebook, I can tell you that. No, my, my point being is this. You know, for the people that are going to gripe about the last two years, I'm going to say step back and look at the last 20. Okay, and you look at how this rivalry has rolled, you're still in the good, a long ways into the good. I get you're you're mad, you're upset, but you know what? You have owned Michigan for 20 years. A quarter of a decade, you have owned them. Relax. Fun fact. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. Ohio State is 23-18-1 against Michigan since I've been alive. Who's your daddy? Your thoughts on Ryan Day? There's not. It's it's really absurd to even talk about firing the guy. I mean, the numbers speak for itself. Losing five games since he's been the head coach. Yeah, he's been beating Michigan twice. Yes, they have not fulfilled their team goals because that's one of their goals to, to beat Michigan. But uh, and there's great expectations, and I think a lot of it's been put on by themselves, the coaching staff itself, and Ryan Day. But no, they're not going to get a better coach than Ryan Day at Ohio State. It blows my mind that I've seen people saying just through stupid groups, but any, people will say anything on Facebook. I obviously. mean, still with a good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Depending on that, how things the fall. The way the they, rankings they the came out tonight? So, absolutely. did the, did the yeah. rankings come out already? They're already, yeah. Okay, well, then let's talk about that. Okay. Who's number five? I didn't even get a chance to look at it before. Ohio I State. Undeserving. Oh, Ohio State. So, it goes, five. it goes. 
Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, Ohio State, Alabama. And those six teams are pretty much the only ones that have any games. Statistically, there's no chance that Correct. Correct. And the thing is this, um, with Ohio State and, and some of the other, there's going to be a big argument about whether Ohio State losing fairly significantly to Michigan and Alabama, who basically lost by five points, two games in ten seconds. This is going to be the conversation. And you you can argue both sides of that. I can't all day. The thing is this, is where this gets fun, I'm sorry, Cheeks, is you let TCU lose, you let USC lose, both of them teams are going to what slide in What if LSU wins? It don't matter. It don't matter. Georgia's, Georgia's, Georgia's still in. in. Georgia's Georgia's Michigan, and Michigan just goes in. up. They're in. still in, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's, that game doesn't change anything. So all four of the top four teams are in a conference championship. So let's go ahead and jump onto the conference, cha- conference championships now, and then we could kind of throw in who's going to be there if they lose or whatever, okay? Uh, let's start with the Pac-12 championship. Number four, USC versus number 12, Utah. Utah did beat USC by one point in, on October 15th, I think it was. It does not seem like that's going to happen again, in my opinion. USC is playing some stout football right now. They're on 12 cylinders. All of them are kicking good. Um, I just think that this team has has a lot of focus. They're ranked number four now. If they lose this game, they're out. Everyone knows that. The team knows that. Lincoln Riley knows that. Kaylee Williams knows that. These guys are going to come out to play. It's in Vegas. I, I was I was thinking about this. Utah is pretty damn close to Vegas. Mormons might be scared to go to Vegas because it's Sin City. <laughs> but people in L.A. are not scared to come to Vegas. But this is not going to be a home game for no, USC. Nobody goes to those games out there anyway. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. So what do you think about this, Chicks? Well, I think you know who I'm going to pick to win. But looking at statistics, um, you know, statistically speaking, USC is definitely going to win. But uh, USC's biggest weakness is their special teams. And they really need to work on their special teams. They've got a low ranking on their special teams. Uh, so the biggest hope for Utah is to, is to find a way to beat their special teams. But yeah. Utah's weak, weakness is their pass blocking. So if Caleb airs it out every single time or most of the time, they're going to slaughter It's the same thing first game of the season, Florida beats Utah, and Florida won through passing the ball. I don't yes. know that they have that. They, yeah. they, from my understanding, Utah has a great run run defense, but offensive or their, their passing defense is, right. is, is where they lack. They're okay so. for the run defense, but their passing really needs a big band-aid. But Caleb Williams does have – I mean, he has an arm. He can throw. He can run. He, he has people behind him to He's run. Breaking George records Madison. at USC. Yeah. yeah, he definitely has the ability. Ripper, nice fingernails. <laughs> yeah. Don't pick on those. <laughs> Ripper, take it from here, man. What do you think about this game? I think Caleb Williams, you know, just puts the icing on, uh, you know, on the cake here. Wraps up his Heisman. I, mean, I think the votes are already cast for the Heisman. He's a shoe in at this. Point. I think so, and yeah. I think this is just a cherry on top, honestly. Yeah. So you think they win? I do. So USC's in. I think so. Top four USC's in the playoffs. So. so do you what think if they lose this game that Caleb won't get the Heisman? No. No, 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 no. The okay. votes I are think, done. I think okay. that, yeah, the vote. But okay. in this case, if USC loses this game, they're not in the top four. But Ripper just said that USC's in the top four. Yes. USC's in the playoffs. What do you think, Rebel? Statistically, USC should win the game. Yes. Talent-wise, USC should win the game. It's hard to beat a team once. It's even harder to beat them twice. Yeah. 
the only way UFC loses this game is if they lose it themselves. Is the moment too big for a program that has not had a moment this big in, what, 7, 10, 15 years? So they are their own worst enemy here. If they lose this game, they're going to wake up the next day and go, we did this. It's not going to be because Utah beat them. It's going to be because we turned the ball over. We played poorly. Our techniques were bad. We did not play sound football. If they do the basics, they win the game. Should Lincoln Riley get coach of the year? Oh, yeah. That's a lot of candidates. We kind of had that. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to go with this. He is a candidate there. Uh, to take a team that had a losing record last season. Over the Horn Frogs, who nobody saw coming. That's true. They're to over Notre Dame, who started out crap. And then, well, Josh, they lost Josh, last week. He no, died they last, last week. week. <laughs> he died last week. Josh so. Heupel. Jim Harbaugh. That's true. Uh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh really that, needs that to That race would be tighter than the Heisman. I put it to you like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. And, and, and when do they do Coach of the Year? Is that going to be after the season? Yeah, after season. After season. Yeah, so it, it kind of wraps up depending upon who yeah. gets the who yeah. wins the national championship. Then. Who's your daddy? I see you I, I wanted to talk on this. very impressed with USC this past weekend, and I think Caleb Williams will win the Heisman uh, regardless of the outcome. But, but, but I think this weekend – well, they will be upset, knocked out of the top four. Again by Utah. Utah exactly. wins again. Tyrone Willingham. You know who the biggest oh. Utah fan in the country is? Who's your daddy? Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I picked, I did pick Utah from the very start, but Cheeks knows I've been a USC Alabama. follower the last couple of weeks, but this week I think that's where it ends. And I picked Caleb from the very beginning to win the Heisman. Yes, he did. That, yeah, that's impressive. There was no homerism there yeah. whatsoever. There was no homerism why? there whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, no. But why did I bet on that? Well, after watching him this last weekend, he, he's yeah. phenomenal. He, yeah. As they say, he's peaking at the right time. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's go. We played that one out a little bit. Big 12 championship. Number three, TCU. If they lose... If they lose, they're not in the top four either, okay? Yeah. Even though they're they're undefeated right now, yeah. most people will drop them out of the top four, and, I think. And they're playing number 13, Kansas State. Yeah. Um, actually, I think, number 10 now. Oh, are they number 10? Ripper, you called Kansas State to win or to be in the playoffs this year at the beginning of the season. They're not. They had a couple of challenges come by. Adrian Martinez got injured. They had a little bit of, you know, rough patch. But... They're in the big. They're in the uh, Pac-12 champ or the Big, Big 12, 12 championship um, against TCU. Thinking about this game, my thoughts: K-State did lose to TCU, 38 to 28, the middle of October. So, that being said, does TCU win again, or does Kansas State come back and knock off the Horn Frogs? So Kansas State was up like 17 points in that game in October. They were with their second-string quarterback, but their second-string quarterback got hurt. So then they had to go to their third-string quarterback, who really couldn't help move the ball down the field. Is that Will Howard? No, Will Howard's their second-string. Second-string now. Right, and that's who's basically going to be playing on Saturday. That's who's playing on Saturday. Right. Once once Will Howard went down, TCU came back. I think uh, with Will Howard being healthy, Deuce Vaughn, little 5'6", 175-running back, He's probably going to put up 150 yards. I think K-State gets this win. Oh, oh wow. So, so in that sense, TCU is not in the playoffs. Then. No, so, I agree with that. Why do you say that? K-State 
You're liking K-State in this yeah. game. Yeah. Because yeah. of what he said with the – I mean, I, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Howard is going to yeah. be back. TCU is just due for a loss, in my opinion. K-State is going to get them to I said that three weeks it, ago. They're on a big stage right now <laughs> yep. that they might not be able to handle, yeah. don't you think? And yeah. I've been on TCU's bandwagon the last couple of weeks with Cheeks. But Lipper and I had a discussion earlier. This is the week. Second upset, I predict. K-State wins this game. K-State wins this game. And what happens? Not deserving, the Buckeyes go into the Final Four along with Alabama. Along with Emol, Emol. Every man a wildcat. So going to get a lot of people Both talking. Both of them get in, huh? Y'all a lot are, of people talking after this weekend's over. Y'all Both are, of them. You guys Every, big hopes over Everybody here. in the country wants to see Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan in the top four. And that's what I have. Everybody wants those four. In. I'm still back in TCU. We're not deserving, sorry, not the Buckeyes I'm talking and, about. And will, they, will, will so, they pair it to where it's a uh, Big Ten SEC matchup in each of the – Yes. I think so. It's, it would be interesting to see. It's one of these things, so kind of to equate to USC. USC had some expectations. They knew they had the talent. They like, if we can put it together, we might can make a run. Nobody saw the Horn Frogs coming. Nobody. No one. No, no right. one. So the point being is a relatively new coach coming out of nowhere – the moment is too big for the Horn Frogs. They, 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 look, I've watched that that championship game so many times. Texas be running the table, lose to Texas A&M. I've watched Okie State run the table, get to that game, lose to Oklahoma. I've seen this happen time and time again. This moment is too big for the Horn Frogs. They go down this weekend to K-State. Every one of yards out in the Horn Frogs, but I am. Funny. Except for I'm except not for doubting them. I just believe in the Wildcats. Yeah, it, yeah. K State when K State gets hot, man, they're hot. I think Max Dugan has he knows what he's doing. Focused, determined, ready to play some football. Laser sharp. Laser sharp. Laser coming focus. out consistent. Gonna be looking good. Beats K State. I don't know what the score is gonna be. It's not gonna be a blowout. It'll likely be close by ten points. Yes. This, this game took K State out of the conversation when they lost this game. They will be motivated. For redemption, again, as I said earlier, it's hard to beat a team once. To beat them twice is even tougher. Where do they play I'm, that? They're play, that, they well, that, play, that, the it's in Dallas, isn't it? It's in Dallas. Yeah. They, yes. play, they play, yeah. Played at Jerryland. So, I mean, it, it's more of a home game for TCU than it is. I mean, that's it not don't matter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that K-State's fans are going to travel all over the place, are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, are they? Because last season they couldn't even fill a freaking stadium. So... <laughs> <laughs> if, if TCU can figure out how to what get they have forty thousand seat stadium and they couldn't fill it last season. What are you season? talking about? No, not Kansas State. Anyway. They, they sell they sell like every Saturday. Oh, they do. Okay. Mississippi yeah. State. I'm a, I might be thinking Kansas. Kansas. Uh, okay. Hey, don't the worry, Wildcast. I got your back. Uh, but if they can figure out how to stop Deuce Vaughn, then that's the game right there. Yeah, that's sure. All right. I'm gonna skip past the Big Ten championship because that's not that's. I'm gonna. Go, I'm going. It doesn't in, matter. I'm, honestly. Gonna, I'm going in. I'm going in most or least important to most important, and you guys will see where my most important is at the end. Right. right? Florida's but, not playing. A, I know Florida's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm my most say it's important. Not a conference championship game here. <laughs> ACC championship. 
not too big of a game. I mean, neither team has any chance of being in the they're top. They're playing for a New Year's Six. Yeah. yeah, they're playing for the love of the football game. That's about it, right? We got number 10, Clemson, versus number 24, North Carolina. What is wrong with North Carolina, Rebel? They finally started playing some defenses. Started- Holy cow. Y'all's quarterback... Heisman, everyone was talking about him for the Heisman three three weeks ago. Look, it, honestly, it has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with him. It has to do with their offensive line that now is playing a defensive line that has some stoutness to it. They're not giving him time. He's running for his life. He is, he is scrambling out of the pocket, and he is a Tom Brady, stand back there like a statue and throw the ball. And so therefore, how he plays the game. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. I'm saying how he plays the game is like Tom Brady. He stands back. What are you saying? Ripper, just say it. He leads the team in rushing. Because he has to, not because he wants to. Tom Brady would never do that. My point being is he would prefer to stand back there in the pocket and throw the ball. He's running for his life. He's now played some defenses that have gotten after him. And so when he does throw the ball, he's inaccurate. So is he running scared then, or is he just – is is, is he in his own head? Maybe a little. He's a freshman. He's a freshman, so maybe he is a little bit. Exactly. Confidence knocked down about three or four weeks ago. Hasn't come so, back. So to Ripper's point, very rarely are they running scheduled quarterback <laughs> runs. His scrambles and his touchdowns are because he's running for his life, and he's making something out because he's an athlete. This game, both teams are stumbling into this game. Dabo has said he's sticking with his man at quarterback. This might be the most disinteresting Conference championship game in their history. So should I have started with this one? Yes, you should yeah, have. Who cares? Who cares? I was just coming closer to home as I moved. Because whoever wins gets a New Year's Six Day Bowl that they get to lose. It's that simple. Clemson <laughs> won't lose a New York Six New Year's Six yeah. game. Well, they're good enough to make it through there. Yeah. What do you think about this chopper? About what? Clemson versus North Carolina, man. I think it's a horrible game. It's like move on. <laughs> move on. I mean, it's yeah. not move SEC, on. right? Move so move on. That's that's just it's, it's so bad. One word or two words. All right, we all know what's the most important game of the week. So we're gonna go ahead and go to the second most important game of the week, and that's gonna be. And the only reason why is because you're looking at it. I mean, number two, Michigan is playing. Good. The spoiler maker. What is your problem? No, we got to say which game you going with. Number two, Michigan versus Purdue. I overstepped. Yeah. All right, so I think number you got two, out Michigan order. versus Purdue will be a route. Per- yeah, everyone oh, yeah. knows that this yeah. game is going to be a route. Expound yes. upon that. It doesn't matter. Michigan's already in the playoffs. They're, but are they going to? They lost. Are they going to come out and play like it doesn't matter? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't. Are they looking ahead to the national championship then? No, no. I mean. No, I, think I don't think it matters. I think they're still going to play because so, Purdue has a, a habit of dashing dreams. Purdue might have a habit of dashing dreams. I don't know that they have the. Oh, Purdue has knocked off. I yes. can't tell you how many number two teams in I the can't. last 10 years. And you're one of them. <laughs> Sorry. His team is one of them. You too. Did you just call me number two? Yes. Hey, I'm number in, one here at this table, okay? In I mean, 2018. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You can talk all you want about teams who's going to win this game. Number, one of the top defenses in the country, 44-12. to 12. Michigan wins the game. Yeah. My, it boils down to this. is one is Korma 100%. If he is 100%. It may end up being a blowout. If he is still unhealthy, I'm going to tell you, and again, being the outsider who loves watching this rivalry from last weekend, but I'm not emotionally attached, 
Let me tell you what. Last week, Ohio State looked two years ago and went, we got killed up front. They reinforced it, and they won the battle right there. Their safeties got annihilated. Okay, they made their safeties made McCarthy look like he's a Heisman Trophy guy. All right. Oh yeah. Purdue's defense in the back end is better than that. If that Michigan game running game is not where it needs to be, this game ends up closer than it should be. Michigan still wins the game. I'm not saying there's an upset, but I'm telling you, if Corum plays and he's healthy, blowout. If not, this game will get into the third, early fourth quarter before Michigan pulls this thing out, and Michigan wins the game. There, that, there's no question to me there. Chopper. Yeah, I think it'll be a boring game. Uh, Michigan wins big, though. Yeah, I'm thinking 52 yeah. to 10. You know, like this is this is going to be – it's over before it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's not over before it starts because Michigan starts slow. But by third quarter, man, they just start putting up points like nobody's business. Corum went healthy last weekend. Yeah. Look what they did. Blow but I'm telling you, it had nothing to do with McCarthy. Edwards. It had to do with the – Edwards. And when Edwards broke those plays, they brought everybody up in, and the safeties did not fill a gap. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The Ohio State safeties looked that bad. They might as well have pulled them off the field. The same thing happens. And that's because of their poor play as to why he broke those runs, because they brought everybody up into the line, and they didn't fill gaps, and they ran through them. And once they run through, there's nobody back there to cover them. Yeah, Remember, I know. What, ha- what happened last week? <laughs> I'm going to give you your stage for a second. What happened last week? Ohio State loses to Michigan. Uh, so I don't want to talk about last week. I'll just tell you I'm not doing well. You know, me. Um, I just uh, I don't know what to do. I didn't, with even get a, I didn't even get a rip report this week. I, I know mean, it. I just are you depressed? I, I am. Yeah. I'm down. I've been singing "Fade to Black" by Metallica for like three straight days. <laughs> oh no! You know, it, it, it's just it, it's just rough right now, and it's okay. You know why? Because it's a game and it's a team that I love and I care about. I'm going to continue to root for them. You know, Michigan whooped our ass. And they did it two years in a row. And they did it better this year than they did last year. So good for them. It's good, good, good life on you. lessons. There ain't no life lesson here. Just, I mean, I've had my ass beat plenty of times. <laughs> so I'm a little guy. <laughs> for this game, talking about a blower to Eventually, eventually you learn to roll with the punches. I, half of me dreads the thought of us getting into the playoffs, sneaking in the back door because somebody loses, and then getting annihilated again by Michigan. I agree. But at the same time, there's always a chance. There's a lot of talent on that team. Maybe that'll give us time to get healed. Maybe that'll give us time to be healthy. Maybe that'll be the difference. You say there's a chance. Hey, you know what? We, we had 1.9 million reasons why our defense was going to be better, but we forgot. The back end. Think about, yeah. <laughs> no. The defensive. Yeah, no. the long passes and the long runs. And, and as you Man, said, those Rebel, big plays made the difference when, in that yes, game. Yes, it did. It was blown assignments, but let's not forget, Ohio State had the lead at halftime. They did. No, I watched the first three series, and I went, oh, this is going to be a long day. Michigan was looking like crap, man. You want to tell you, honestly, I think they they found a play. They exploited a moment. They were like, we're going to go back to the well, and the well never dried up. Ryan Day is known for making second-half adjustments. That's been, like, the key to him since he's been our head coach. Well, he didn't really have to make a second second half. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, made the second half adjustments. Ohio State did not and refused to. So, talking about the closeness of this Purdue-Michigan game, the boys in the desert have Michigan as a 16-and-a-half point favorite. That's what I'm saying. This game will be closer than it should be. 
closer than it should be. Well, let's go ahead and move down south to the SEC Atlanta, championship Atlanta. game. The We're heading to Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What time is that game at? Is that the noon game that no. day? No. 7.30 probably. We'll say it's it. It's a night game. Or maybe uh, 4, four o'clock. o'clock. 4 o'clock game on Saturday. SEC championship. Number one, Georgia versus number 11, LSU. LSU coming off a terrible loss to Texas A&M of all teams. Texas A&M came out that day to play some football. Somehow, College Station just went crazy that day and, and was able. they were able to win against LSU. They actually LSU, did right? what they were supposed to do all year. They did what they were supposed to do all year. LSU, I think that they're looking ahead to Georgia thinking that Texas A&M already laid down for the season because the previous six games, Texas A&M laid down every single game. But... They should not have looked ahead because they got beat, put them out of the playoff picture completely, and now even if LSU wins this game, they're not going to be in the playoffs. What do y'all think? Number one, George, I'm going to go to you, Chopper, on this first. Number one, Georgia versus yeah. number 11, LSU. I saw your prediction. In yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I predicted that LSU is going to win this game. By like one point. 21 to 17, yep. I think it was my prediction. Um I don't think there will be a lot of points. I think, uh, first of all, Georgia knows they don't have to win this game. LSU is coming in saying, look, we're really not this bad of a team against that you saw against uh, Texas A&M. We want to end on a high note, and they'll do just that. It will be a home game to essentially for Georgia, but there will be plenty of LSU people in, in the Mercedes-Benz. Probably half and half even so. Yeah, even so. Uh, maybe 60-40, but... Um, I I think that LSU wins this game. I think that moves Michigan to number one. I think that moves Georgia to number two. Number two, even with a loss. And I think that okay. and I think that that moves uh, Ohio State to three and Alabama to four. Oh, good lord! All right, so um, give it to me, Rebel. Your thoughts on the number one Georgia versus LSU. So you said, you know, you wanted to try to rate these in, in terms of importance. This is the second least important game that you have listed. Because of the fact that Georgia's already in. Because Georgia yeah. loses, they go in as a three. They win, they go in as a one. LSU well, does not. I think they can go in as a two. They do not go in as a two. I think they can. They, do, they can, they won't. Because Michigan, if they win, if, if Michigan loses, you're right. Yeah, so Michigan goes no, to one. Michigan, Michigan goes, goes one. one. Yeah. Or right, two, three, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The point being is LSU wins, they're not getting in. They lose, they're not getting in. Georgia wins, they're in. They lose, they're in. So this is the second least important game I just least talked about. Least important. It's going to be fun, but it's going to be the second least. It's going to be a headbanger. Behind, behind the ACC game, which nobody cares about. So, but the thing is, it's going to be fun. Here's the thing is, I still feel like at this point, Alabama's playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Sorry, Alabama, good gosh. Georgia, from the standpoint of their last few outings, they were blowing people out and they haven't done this. I think they want to go into this game and make a statement and put fear in the hearts of some people, whoever that four seed is. And so, therefore, I think Georgia wins this game pulling away. I think last week demoralized LSU. They like We're playing a team that's not going to a bowl game, and we lost. And that killed our national championship hopes. 
So I think they stumble into the game. I think Georgia wins this walking away. I think Brian Kelly already exceeded expectations for the season. He was looking ahead to Georgia, didn't really pay attention to Texas A&M. I really think that's what it was, a little bit of cockiness on his part, assuming that his team was good enough to win, and that's the only reason why they lost to Texas A&M. They weren't looking at freaking plays. And and Georgia will do that exact same thing this week. Yeah. So when when you talk about the A&M thing, I wonder if there were some discipline issues going on and maybe they've weeded out the players that are transferring. That could be true, too. Yeah, you never yeah, know. I mean, maybe they had some, like, prima donna, prima donna issues going on there. I don't know. What the fuck? What the fuck? We got to move on to what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Mine what? makes me mad. Go to somebody else. Mine makes me all mad. All right. Are you talking about UNC at all? Yes. All right, then I'm not even going to talk about my what the fuck. What the fuck? Who's I'm your not daddy? actually. My what the fuck is a good one. South Carolina Gamecock, why did you wait to the last two weeks to play up to your potential? And win oh, my God. Like you did? Because Marcus Satterfield's not complex. I'm so glad for them. I'm glad for their coaching staff. And I, regardless of what everybody else thinks, Satterfield did call the plays. I do believe that. Yeah, I, do. I think he did, too. And as offensive coordinator... I'm very glad for the South Carolina Gamecocks to see that they're going to get in a very prestigious bowl. And I'm also happy for Marcus Satisfield. I want to go on the record that he got through the season and potentially gets him another job where he's not fired. What the fuck, Ripper? Matt Rule, you just hired Marcus Satterfield as your <laughs> offensive coordinator. What the fuck, Matt Rule? So true. That, was part, Nebraska, pro- right? but that yeah. was part of his problem at the Panthers. He hired a bunch of people he had no connection with. Yep. What the oh. and, and Satterfield was a line coach. He was not an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Cheeks, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, mine is epic. The Eagles are 10-1, and one, and that's all. All right. My what the fuck. Hope I'm not stealing Rebels what the fuck. You're not. I'm having a good football season. UNC started number one. As in the college basketball, and now they've lost two in a row against ranked teams. What the fuck, UNC? Get it on track, bro. What the fuck? They're not the best team in the country right now. Right now. They're not. Well, obviously, but that just goes to show that preseason results are not. Don't matter exactly. What the fuck? Chopper, what the fuck? Yeah. Why in the world is Clemson still in the top ten? What the oh, fuck? Ditto. What ditto. the fuck? Good point. My goodness gracious. They only played two games this entire season. They lost both. <laughs> what the fuck? Why in the world are you still in the top ten? must have three committee members. My goodness. <laughs> Rebel, give it to me. What the fuck? My what the fuck? I want a joke. Because normally I do with these and they're fun. I can't. I'm kind of in the same boat as the Ripper over here. Three weeks into the season, you're the darlings of college football. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody's talking about you. They're like, what are they going to do next? You score 40 points in the fourth quarter. You go to College Station. You beat the number six team in the country in a game you should have never been in. You get game day. You can win on a Hail Mary to Troy, who, by the way, won the West of the Sun Belt this year. They are a legit team. To now, you miss a 29-yard field goal Saturday night. You lose in double overtime, and you're not bowl eligible. Appalachian State. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Good one. I mean, yeah, absolutely. No defensive coordinator. Thank God. All right. All y'all, all y'all heard our last call, so let's go ahead and hop onto that, okay? 
reflecting on the college football season, which games were the most interesting? And why? Just one, really fast. Who's your daddy? Give it to me. Most interesting to me is this past Saturday, Michigan Ohio State. I never dreamed that would happen. So we got our butts kicked. Michigan deserved it. Move on. Move on. Um, Mine was, shockingly, maybe partially because I watched it from the swimming pool, but it was uh, North Carolina 63, Appalachian State 61. That was a fun game, that wasn't was, it? I mean, out of all the games this year, was that not one of the most 40 fun? points in the fourth quarter. Yes. They hit the, they hit the game over in years. the fourth quarter. Remember, yes. that is the opening opening uh, part of one of our shows the following week yeah. as well. Like, the opening... Uh, no, that was the Troy game. That was the Troy game? Yes. No, it wasn't. It was the game... I put that as an opening Maybe you to the didn't. show. <laughs> I did. Anyway, besides that point, great wow. game. Okay. Yes. Ripper, hit me up, man. All right, so uh, my most entertaining game of the year was when the Gamecocks took it to Tennessee. Nobody was expecting that sort of offensive explosion from the Gamecocks. Spentler Rattler was just playing it lights out. I had Who's Your Daddy and Mrs. Buckeye in the living room with me, and we were all just kind of screaming and shouting at the TV. Mrs. Ripper was upstairs. We're texting back and forth about the game. It was just an entertaining, exciting game, and I think the most exciting game of the year. That was a very exciting game. Chopper, give it to me. Yes, I agree with that. So I have mine is a tie. So a tie between Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when? How long has it been since Vanderbilt won an so SEC sorry, game? Hager. That's so mean. <laughs> Y'all are all completely against me, okay? I, I felt a dagger was thrown there. No. Wow. Do not remind get? me. Vanderbilt rushed the field. Come on, baby. Yeah, all all seven fans rushed the field. They might get 10 fans out of their games next season. No, really, really, it's Carolina, Tennessee. I was just being told. That was the most exciting. Rebel, give it to me. So mine being, as I just ran them in the ground, to say to my Mountaineers of App State, thank you for the experience of week three. Game day, they're still talking about that game day. It got ranked in, like, their top 15 of all time. We play Troy. We win on a Hail Mary. Who wins on a Hail Mary? It happens, like, once every, what, 10, 15 years? A true Hail Mary toss. Unless you ask Aaron Rodgers. Fair enough. And so, therefore, to give me the game experience that they had, for us to win that game how we did, I very rarely sat in the stands and just sat there trying to take it all in. That was that game. I played football. I've watched it since I was a kid. I'm still talking about it now, and that still is one of the greatest football experience days of my life. All right, my last call is this on that is the, the, the games or the game that was the, the funnest for me to watch this year. Actually, it was the fans. Carolina fans, the last couple of weeks, have been insane, having a good time. Just just amazing to see Carolina fans thinking that their team is back. And they might, and they might <laughs> yeah. be. You never know. Spencer Rattler's coming back next yeah. year. It'll be That's a not a guarantee. It, it's not a guarantee. He might it's crazy if he out. doesn't. No, he could leave. He could, he could leave, yeah. So, But it's nice to see Carolina Gamecocks yes. feeling like their team is ready to rock and roll. I mean, beating Tennessee and, the, and then beating and Clemson last week as well. And then on top of that, you got Tennessee fans just going nuts. 
To me, that's the funnest thing to see. I love it. You get excitement about your team. The sucky thing is, is that Florida sucked this year, and hopefully they come back next year and win. Let's go ahead and wait. One last thing I do is shout out because I got a beer from a fan. Thank you, Jeff, very much. Thank you, Jeff. All right, Jeff Bigworth, the, 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 the caller of, of uh, he, he can predict some games as well. Let's go ahead and wrap this show up. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the show, and come on back next week to listen to some more. This is the guys at the bar talking. See ya. If you like the show and you want to help the guys grow the show, go ahead and go to your podcatcher and subscribe to the show. Then you could also write us a review and give us five stars. If you do that, it'll help us grow the show. You could also join our Facebook group, which allows you to have camaraderie with other sports fans all over the country. You might even get a free beer out of it. So go ahead and join that group as well. And then check out our Substack, which is Guys of the Bar Talking Sports.substack.com for weekly articles and the Ripper Report. Thank you.